Hey, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. All this week, Mary Alice and I are counting down our five favorite one-sentence prayers. And we're not suggesting that your prayer should just be one sentence long, but these are one-sentence prayers in the Bible that God answered. And I really believe that we're going to have cause, at least at some point in our lives, if not every day, uh, to look at these five prayers and pray them ourselves. We counted down already number five, which is the prayer that we pray for someone who's struggling to see the reality from God's perspective. And I feel like every one of us has somebody like this in our lives that we just wish they could see the truth. And that was from 2 Kings, where Elisha prayed for his servant, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And then yesterday, we talked about the prayer of the servant of God who sees the need and senses that God is calling us to join him in his cause. And that is from Isaiah chapter six, O oh Lord, send me here, my Lord, send me. Well, today I wanna to bring you the third in the countdown of one sentence prayers. And this is from one of my favorite books in the Bible, the book of Nehemiah. And here's the prayer, chapter six, verse nine, O oh God, strengthen my hands. Now, what's significant about that statement? Well, many times when we pray, we're asking God to do something for us. But in this particular case, Nehemiah is recognizing that God has put a calling on him, a job. In a way, this sort of piggybacks on what we talked about yesterday. After we pray, here, my Lord, send me, we're going to recognize that any God-sized job is bigger than we are. All of us have those God-sized jobs, several of them. I mean, whether it's being a mom or a dad or a husband or wife, foster parent, whether it's sharing the good news of Jesus with our next door neighbor. I mean, you could just go up and down the list of callings that God has placed on our lives. And these are things that we're to be involved in. But at the same time, they call for more strength. They call for more power than we can generate on our own. And so we pray this prayer, oh God, strengthen my hands. Not, oh God, do it for me, but oh God, strengthen my hands. You know, one of the great truths of the Bible, and this is something I think I need to talk more about as I teach and preach, is that God delights to work with us. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible where Paul is writing to the Corinthian believers, and he talks about how that we are co-laborers together with God. You know how it is when you do a project. I mean, it, it's nice to do a project by yourself, but isn't it wonderful when you can do a project with people that you care a whole lot about and enjoy the same kind of project? It just makes it a whole lot more fun and a lot more enjoyable and a lot more can get done. Well, it is wonderful for us to notice that God wants to come alongside us and help us. In fact, we talked about this, I think, on the first day of, of this little mini series this week. The Bible tells us none of us knows how to pray like we should. But the Holy Spirit comes along and helps us. In other words, he joins us face to face with us and he picks up the burden that we carry to God with us and takes it to God. So Nehemiah is praying and it, I really believe it's a prayer of desperation. He's praying, oh God, strengthen my hands. Well, I wanna point out four reasons why Nehemiah needed strength that were salient to his particular situation. But the reason why I bring these up is I'm guessing for all of us who feel like we have some task or some situation in our lives that's bigger than we are, it's going to involve at least one of these four issues that Nehemiah had. So let me tell you some reasons why I think Nehemiah knew he needed strength. Here's the first one. He was outside of his comfort zone. I would encourage you to read the book of Nehemiah if you're interested in the sermon series. 
Uh, I think I did one five or six years ago called Build It, and it's on the book of Nehemiah. I think it's probably still available in the bookstore. But Nehemiah was uh, tasked by God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. This was after Jerusalem fell to the Babylonians, and God was now going to allow the Jews to go back into their homeland. But they were going back to debris. And in the ancient world, the walls of a city were so important because without walls and gates, then the city could be easily attacked. And so before the city is built, uh, it's really clear that they're going to have to rebuild the walls. Well, Nehemiah is um, hes one of the most important people in the Persian government now. He works for the very king of Persia and he has a great job. I, the Bible calls him the cupbearer of the king, but the cupbearer was the most trusted person in the kingdom because all the kings back then were worried about being poisoned. And it's so much bigger than just the fact that Nehemiah tasted the wine before the king did. It seems that the person who was the cupbearer, because he was in such a trusted position, was one of the chief advisors for the king. So Nehemiah, Nehemiah wasn't a, he didn't build walls for a living. He, he worked for the king. He was what we might call today a bureaucrat and a very successful one. But the word came to Nehemiah from someone who had visited Jerusalem and seen the awful shape that the, what was left of the city was in. Nehemiah became greatly burdened, so much so that he promised God that if the king would let him go, he would go back and rebuild the walls. And thankfully the king was touched by God and the king not only allowed Nehemiah the time off, but also gave him some financial help to rebuild the walls. So when Nehemiah said, oh Lord, strengthen my hands, I think the first thing he was saying is, God, I'm outside my comfort zone. I'm not a builder. Here I am leading in the rebuilding of walls, but I'm, I'm a bureaucrat. Well, I really do think sometimes that God is going to call us to do something that's uh, outside of our comfort zones. In fact, like Nehemiah, there are times when we discover our actual destiny by responding to God's call on our lives in an area that is outside of our comfort zone. Why is that? I don't know. God's just beautiful in the way that he works things. But I do think sometimes he calls us to do things that are outside our comfort zone so that when he makes a great success of it, it's very clear in our minds that God did it and not us. I've told, I've told this story so many times, but public speaking was not a strength when I was a kid. In fact, I remember taking speech as an elective. I signed up for it as I went into the eighth grade. And the only reason I chose speech was the night before I had tried to order a hamburger and a Coke at a fast food place, and I had a hard time stammering out the words. And I thought, anybody who can't order a hamburger and a Coke needs to take speech. Well, you know, the rest of the story and where God has placed me. And you know what? Every time I get up to preach, I still have butterflies because it's not my natural inclination to step in front of a group of people and talk. What happened? God called me outside of my comfort zone. He enabled and equipped me. But I also have this continual awareness that I need his strength. And I can't preach a single sermon or teach a single lesson without his enabling. So I think Nehemiah knew he needed God's strength, first of all, because he was outside of his comfort zone. There's a second reason. I don't want to belabor this, but there was a point where building the wall got to be real difficult because there was a lot, as the people said, a lot of debris. In other words, the brokenness of the past got in the way of the people doing the job of the present. I think that can happen in our lives as well, because oftentimes 
the jobs that God has called us to do. We're not exactly building the walls in a neutral place. We're having to go into an area where there's debris from past decisions, past choices perhaps that we made, perhaps choices that others have made, just maybe debris from the culture itself. And that can get really discouraging. And it got discouraging to Nehemiah and his people. And Nehemiah said, God, there's a lot of, there's a lot of debris out here. Please strengthen our hands to not only build the walls, but to do our best to put aside and clean the debris. Thirdly, you can't read the book of Nehemiah without seeing constant enemies. There were so many enemies of God that tried to stop the building of the wall that they tried everything possible to attack Nehemiah and his workers to keep them from doing the job. Now, here's the thing. The enemies were really the messengers of Satan. It was really Satan trying to stop the work of God. Whatever God's called you to do, I promise you, if it's a God-sized job where God is going to change the world through you, you're going to get the attack of Satan. And I think a lot of times Christ followers can be sort of um, surprised and shocked that we have attacks when we're trying to do the right things. But don't be. I really believe this is one of the reasons why Nehemiah prayed, Oh Lord, strengthen my hand. I know that. Let me just read to you verse 9 the first part of verse nine, right before when he prays, oh God, strengthen my hands. He talks about some of these enemies attacking him. And he said, for they were all trying to make us afraid. Well, that's what Satan always tries to do. He tries to bring fear into our lives. They were all trying to make us afraid saying, their hands will be weakened in the work and it will not be done. In other words, they felt like the attacks that they were bringing on Nehemiah would cause his hands to be weakened. It was right after that where Nehemiah said, Oh God, strengthen my hands. What's going on in your life right now today that's weakening your hands? Hands there, of course, is kind of a metaphor. It could be weakening your resolve, weakening your just your desire to do what's difficult and needs to be done. Well, that's what Satan will try to do. He'll come along and try to discourage you from doing what God wants. And that's when we need to say, oh God, strengthen our hands. One more thing, and, and I, I don't know how big this one is, but when you read the book of Nehemiah, you'll discover that sometimes the people that were with him weren't always as strong as they should have been. You know, Nehemiah not only had to deal with the enemies of Satan, he had to deal with the fact that even some of the God followers around him were not what they were supposed to be. Well, let's just go back and run a subtotal again, because here we are trying to do God's work, and we realize we don't have the strength to get it done. Sometimes, the weakness is going to come from being outside our comfort zone. Sometimes it's the past and choices that people have made in the past. It can just be the onslaught of Satan's attacks in our lives. And then sometimes it can be the discouragement of people who should be helping us that are not doing what they should do. But remember this, God has the power to strengthen us. And I love how the book of Nehemiah closes out this particular part of the story. In Nehemiah 6, verse 15, which by the way, that's only six verses after Nehemiah's prayer. Here's what the Bible says. So on October the 2nd, the wall was finished, just 52 days after we had begun. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. Listen to this. They realized this work had been done with the help of our God. May that be our story. May that be the case. When, when whatever it is that God has called us to do, May it be that when the job is done, even those who attacked us will know that what God, what happened in our lives was done with the help 
of our God. Oh God, strengthen my hands. Let's pray. Father God, we do need your strength today. Your word talks about it over and over. We need you to strengthen us. And Father, for everyone who's looking at the tasks of the day or the week or just the tasks of a lifetime and feeling overwhelmed and overmatched, may we never forget that your strength is right there available, that you want to labor with us. Help us, O oh God, not to get discouraged today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tomorrow, Mary Allison, I'll be back and we'll continue to count down the one sentence prayers in the Bible. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.